Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hi. Thanks so much for choosing to listen to Before the Lights. Before we get going, just a heads up that this show contains adult themes and strong language. Example, gym farts, throwing up on gymnastic coaches, and an excessive use of the word fuck. Some may not be for the whole family. Cheers. Hello and welcome to the first... Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> right, I got it this time. I'm Dave Hasty. I'm Josh Betteridge. I'm George Ashwell. Together we are... Before the lights. Damn it, we need to do that in unison. Before the lights. Before the lights. We are Before the Lights and basically we train, give nutritional advice and treat injuries of actors for film roles. So we get hired by production companies to change the way an actor looks. We're like a budget medical team at a football club (laughs) for actors. We're not going to tell you how to work out. The aim of the podcast is just to talk about the gym, most embarrassing moments they've had in our gym or other gyms, changes that they may have made that they didn't expect to make. We'll stay through a little conversation of what actually happens before... Lights, camera, action before the lights. And if no one turns up, we'll just talk. You're listening to the Before the Lights podcast. What is this? Episode three. Episode... Is it three? Yeah. One, two, three. Episode three! Woohoo! Twat. Excuse me? It's French again. Are you swearing at? No. (laughs) Twat. (laughs) Twat. Episode three with Papa Asiadu, owner of the world's biggest kettlebell. Dave's best friend. My best friend. Star of stage and screen. We find out why he didn't answer our call, which, you know, turns out it was actually a fair reason. And it wasn't just because you were saying you kidnapped Olivia. Mm, Yeah, sorry about that. (laughs) Yeah, Um, it was quite abrupt, wasn't it, the way that sort of ended. We're going to get into a little bit of a chat about I May Destroy You. Some of his injuries that he's picked up on set. We also talk about, like, the training he's done for his up-and-coming roles in... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Plenty, plenty of juicy goss. (laughs) Some good insight as well into the stuff behind the scenes. Yeah. It's a real, this is a really good episode, it's great, actually. actually. I love him. He's my best friend. You're listening to the Before the Lights podcast. Josh hasn't turned up yet. He's on his way. But Dave's yeah. going to get the party started. Joshua is on very important fashion business right now. 
And oh, when well. he comes in, dripping in Fendi. <laughs> <laughs> Josh would turn up like one of those kids when we were 14 with like the Burberry hat. Like that's actually the Burberry tartan, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it wouldn't be in like an, an ironic, cool way. Yeah. It would be, no. <laughs> All right. Well, with no further ado, <laughs> I'd like to introduce our guest today, Papa Aseadu. It's good effort, mate. Did I get it right? Aseadu. Aseadu. I'm very sorry. No, you did well, mate. It's a lot because the actual vowels in my name, we don't really have in England. Got you. Yeah. So my first name is pronounced Papa. So the A is like slightly different. It's not yeah, A yeah. like cat or... Yeah, it's not like a harsh... You know, it's not papa. Yeah, yeah. But like my name's been butchered on a different level, <laughs> yeah, man. Like if you ever find yourself on BBC Radio 2, like doing like <laughs> a, a poetry reading or whatever, like <laughs> a random collection of conti- consonants. As long as I place somewhere in the middle of that scale. <laughs> yeah, no, you did yeah. all right, man. You did all I'm right. I'm happy. I just expect a lot of you, don't I, David? Well, it's because I keep producing on a high level um, week in, week out. So I've only got myself to blame. So I mean, heavy, heavy words to crown, isn't it? Mm, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bromance. These two, can't, can't split them up. Well, we were like, we met on internet dating, kind of. We were, it basically was. Yeah. It was like we hadn't actually met in person for like almost a year. Oh, right, until you finally so, yeah. came into the gym. So putting that into context, Papa came in. Well, you didn't even, yeah, it was online on Zoom, wasn't it? Yeah, for ages. We had like a little sort of consultation i was shooting a uh show for sky one called extinction which is um a kind of like groundhog day style thriller which is about a guy who um keeps on waking up on the same day and something happens to one of his loved ones and it's about what you'll do to kind of save them but we were shooting it in um peak lockdown and it's one of those ones obviously the script was written like maybe like two years ago or something and there there are scenes in like Bratislava, Paris, Barcelona, um, Prague, uh, whatever so when I signed up I was like mate I'm getting the air miles up do you know what I mean? But, <laughs> um, when it actually came down to it you've got to like quarantine for 10 days to like leave your house do you know what I mean? So like we ended up kind of shooting a lot we, we shot in Prague for Maybe two weeks shot in Barcelona, luckily, for a bit as well. But mostly kind of around uh, England and Wales. So we, we basically just trained on Zoom for that whole... It was, it was almost a year. And it's mad because the kind of DIY nature of, like, a lot of it. Because, like, you can... When, when you're doing it remotely, you can, you know, you can have, like, lightweights or stretchy bands or whatever. But I found myself using, like, hotel towels and, like, being fucked yeah, at the end it. of that like doing like improvising yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff. Like, well that's like when we whenever we write travel programs for people if they're going anywhere on holiday yeah. and there isn't going to be a gym you can make use of like a, a wooden or a tiled floor and a towel yeah and you can and get you like can, a yeah. decent session done with that sweating yeah. like people just assume you need like big weights yeah. and a full gym but in reality you don't really yeah. need any of that stuff but it's mad because like the, ex- the exercise gets suggested and, like, you look at it like, oh, I'll be able to smash this out easy. Do you know what I mean? No I'll, try, I'll try and, like, make it look like it's difficult just to make him feel better. You're trying to pretend that it was easy and I'm trying to figure out if it was easy. Then I'll just go, like, all right, add this to that, make that harder. Yeah. You're kind of like, oh, fuck. fuck's sake. But because, like, everyone's wearing, like, earphones and the microphone's so close, so you can hear is... <laughs> 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 and that's just from Dave on this Yeah, yeah. Your travel kit was actually, by the end of it, quite substantial. You had the old stretchy bands. Yep. You had the uh, the five kilo weights. 
you had the novelty kettlebell yeah which yeah. looked like something out of oh it looked God. like you know when you walk past a shop and it's like <laughs> one of those displays of everything's oversized so production <laughs> bought it for him and i was like i've what? seen them what is like that? six kilos but it looks like it weigh it should it's weigh so 30. funny it was like, he was trying to exp- i was like that must be heavy he was like no it's Gen- really not so genuinely the camera is incapable of like showing it to scale i i carry it through the studio and people would see me like holding on to this enormous weight <laughs> and they'd think I was like lifting. Do you know what I mean? Lifting. He's doing farmer's walks the whole length you know of the mean? studio. And I was just like, oh, don't worry about it, man. <laughs> I've been like, just I've been putting that work in, innit? But like, it probably weighed like, it genuinely, I think it was 12 kilograms yeah. and it was the size. It's of like a space hopper. <laughs> it was so massive. You couldn't do a swing with it. But, but where something. are you putting that when you move from one place to another? It's are you just carrying it like a handbag? Genuinely, it takes up a whole seat in the car. <laughs> <laughs> it's like your little best friend. <laughs> do you know what I mean? That job's all finished now, isn't it? But there was like, it was a pretty physical role from what you were saying. There was like that day where you had to basically like sprint around Prague wasn't it yeah. it was like a whole day because that stuff's quite interesting I think that people don't take that into account what, the you see, of times. what you see is like a 30 second or even less yeah. clip of someone chasing someone down a street but that was literally like a yeah. day a whole day or two days or whatever wasn't it? yeah it's like doing 10 400 meter races or something like that it's like so long they so also tiring. expect you to look exactly the same for continuity as you did of course, a minute yeah. ago yeah and because you're sprinting yeah you can't like pace yourself no 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 do you know what I mean? so it. it's like it's kind of like interval training but yeah mm-hmm. we were it was a physical job in certain aspects and like initially we were just like we just want to look like someone would believe that we could like handle ourselves do you know what i mean yeah. we're actors with like limp wrists limp wrists <laughs> and ankles um but then it was about, you know, injury prevention and kind of like endurance. But you're also, you're not allowed to like, most of the time when you're in those things, even if you travel, you have to stay in like the bubble of the crew and whatever. Yeah, and you stay in the hotel with everyone else. And it's basically like being in a slightly more muggy prison, London, <laughs> No, but anywhere, like anywhere. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like you could be anywhere. Like we literally went to Prague, one of the most beautiful cities in, in Europe. I don't and think famously I even, cheap beer. Yeah, exactly. I don't think I even saw like the supermarket. Right? Do you, know what I mean? you were like proper in not lockdown, but sort of a little quarantine for that first bit, weren't you? Yeah, I saw. You were, I, couldn't leave, really leave your room or anything, right? Because I literally was walking around my bed. I didn't even like walk to the shops or whatever. Like I like by the, the end of the five day quarantine, like I felt like you, you know, put like, on weight. Cheers, mate. <laughs> no, <laughs> I wasn't gonna, it wasn't going to say <laughs> that. Say. Let the people know. No, but it was like literally like going down. The, it was like a like my f- legs had been in like a um, a cast or something. Yeah, yeah. You know, proper stiff. On that on that note though, like I guess like having exercise and training and and something to do in that time must have been pretty good in just terms of keeping your head in the right space and stopping you. I would just get so I don't know, it'd be like down, but just flat. I'd just be. F- just sitting there like oh god yeah the day of this well i thought like i think that's a big a lot of actors would say that's a big part of it you need to be able to like move and stretch your body in order to kind of like move and stretch your mind like i always feel like my imagination is most active when i'm able to kind of like feel fit you know i think the two kind of feed into each other so those those times when you're really really like shooting something that's just like in a car for like three days or whatever your brain starts shutting down yeah i think so yeah yeah it's really important it's something that people don't necessarily put two and two together like creativity and like health Mm. because i think a lot of the time you just sort of see like musicians and actors and people like that and you just assume like they're up all night like drinking Mm. smoking working and then kind of just partying 
but you don't really think about it like you're saying there when you feel at your best is when you are looking after yourself and you are doing exercise which makes complete sense well i think like there's literal studies right like about like the hormone production when you exercise and that I think that actually exists in the same part of your brain as uh, creativity. Oh yeah, we're yeah, all yeah. nodding like we haven't yeah, looked at a study since yeah. university. So. <laughs> so, like quite early on, I was doing a play, and the playwright was just like this very angry man, and we were like doing the play, and he'd just get angrier and angrier and angrier throughout the morning, and then it'd get to lunchtime, and he'd take himself and run round the square square mile of the city of London, and he'd come back super chill, super like. You think he was going for a run? <laughs> yeah, no. Again, I don't want to do yeah, there's lots of things <laughs> that you could be replacing that with. Um, <laughs> fill in the caps then, David. But, no, he, um, he was running and it was good for him. Insert, sorry, I'm sorry, insert, sorry. insert something inappropriate here. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is your podcast, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, fucked it. <laughs> Before the lights. Before the lights. Here he comes. Mr. Fashion. <laughs> He's not dripping in Fendi. Oh, yeah. I'm dripping in moisture. No. <laughs> That's horrible. Took him ten minutes to sit down, trying not to make noise. <laughs> I didn't want to just make a massive like <laughs> when you sit on the sofa and Papa was welcome. talking about something quite interesting. <laughs> do you want to do a welcome for Josh as well? Yeah, I'll do a little welcome. Welcome to Joshua Betteridge, um, founding partner. Always like that's always that's late. about right. Yeah, always that's about late. right. <laughs> I was I was at a client's house. Being, um, being fashion boy in Notting Hill, like, we're just a couple of fashion boys. Yeah. What's that? Yeah, they're fist bumping for the for the. Yeah, that was I don't know. Looking at you, I don't know if either of you look like fashion boys right now. Well, look, you got your sock tucked into itself. It's all about. I don't know how that's possible, but you've done it. Look, you don't want to try too hard. Yeah. Yeah. You know, give just it be, six months. Just be you. <laughs> is that an is that an Igor T-shirt you're wearing? It is an Igor yeah, T-shirt. Nice. I, I see. I agree with this fashion sense. Okay, though. that's fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. To be fair though. Like we we should talk about some of your recent accolades. You've you've been sort of mopping up awards and nominations all year long. Yeah, I haven't um, got any awards, but a couple of nominations. Yeah, <laughs> you've been you've been prominent at all. He these. likes to big up his his clients. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean that that leads us to why didn't you answer our phone call when we rang you? Oh my god! So like, um, I just got a phone call from my niece. Actually, not even a phone call. Like a quite panicked to like WhatsApp note. <laughs> Because um, she's American and she'd been watching the Emmy nominations being announced in America, and I'd just been nominated. I didn't even know it was happening that Whoop day. Whoop um, but she was like quite stressed about it. So I'd I just kind of like had that chat with my agent and was kind of freaking out and was like sat in like my girlfriend's cupboard like on the floor <laughs> <laughs> in the dark. Is this happening? Do you know what I mean? Trying yeah. to come to terms with it and I came out and So got, a phone call from Dave is not yeah, the top of your priority. It was list. gonna take more than that to like not <laughs> it was when, myself, when you text when you text going my phone's blowing up and I was like, all right, <laughs> big man. And you went, sure? yeah, kind of. I was yeah, like, kind of. Fair, fair enough, fair enough. Because you didn't know, did you? I had no idea. Yeah. I thought you'd just been rude. We were in the middle of a podcast when the nominations got announced, so we wouldn't have had a clue. Yeah. Um, That's no. amazing though that you sort of had that to work. Like, like you took yourself into that that area of a house. It's so <laughs> funny. No, it's because I was meant to, like, funny, we're doing this. I was meant to be doing um, a voiceover for the BBC because it was like, I think it was like a couple of days after England had been knocked out of the Euros and I was doing like a, a voiceover for like a montage for that and I usually do my voiceovers in my girlfriend's company Every, everyone does everyone does the yeah. amount of sound studios have been set up in coronavirus yeah. times of just like duvets in, yeah, 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 in exactly. cupboards you were already in there then you hadn't well, taken yourself no, I to wasn't, it I actually did take myself to it but like they didn't send me the scripts for like 
an hour and a half. So I was just sitting, for some reason, so I was sitting waiting. in there waiting. Got there early. Like to get to work yeah. early. Yeah. Yeah. They have no one. Clogging in, boss. No. Getting no. things in order, have a coffee, just check the news. Mate. And just sit there. Surrounded by coats. No windows, <laughs> no air. Massive congrats, though. That is yeah, uh, a hell of right, an man. achievement. Thank awesome. you very much, man. Thank you. When is that? Is that going to be like a real thing in person or is it all going to be on Zoom? You yeah, I mean, they're hopeful that it's going to be in person. It's in LA in um, kind of like mid-September. Yeah, I'm free. Are you? Mm. Yeah. He'll take you on Zoom. Mm. As long as I'm <laughs> just carrying the laptop around. Yeah. No Dave's in his food in his cupboard. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> I'm on the red carpet with a stretchy band. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just crab walking your way down. Hit subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from to get every episode of Before the Lights. So, I May Destroy You was one of the best TV shows I've ever seen. It was fucking great. Yeah, was and the fact that you're still, like, kind of, it's still getting the accolades now. I mean, it kind of missed out on some that it maybe should have been in the running for at the beginning. Yeah. Well, I mean, the whole, like, awards thing is a bit weird, isn't it? You're so kind of preoccupied by the, like, boring, like, challenges of day-to-day filming or whatever that you never think about it. So everything genuinely is a bonus. And then the whole... um I suppose you could call it an uproar or outcry about the whole Golden Globe thing mm. was again funny because like it was another one where me and Michaela we were like we didn't even know that they were being announced yeah, yeah. Um, we were very very unbothered by it you yeah. know because it, it wasn't you lot going I can't believe we didn't get it It was exactly yeah. but it was very interesting seeing the response to it and then seeing the response to the response yeah, yeah. which I think is actually cooler than yeah. if we just been like, nominated for a couple of awards you know yeah, yeah. Um, so it's obviously like very flattering and yeah, I mean, I'm a fan of the show as well, uh, just because Michaela is like a close friend of mine and the kind of, the, the kind of road that it took to even get to the point where it was on paper, let alone on camera was so like full yeah. that it, I, I'm, I'm very proud of her for for what for the kind of recognition it's getting now absolutely you do wonder the amount of times that something like that has happened to someone and they're like okay i'm going to turn it into something yeah and that the hurdles you have to cross to get yeah. to that point and the fact that she, she got all over every single one of those hurdles and got yeah. to a point where it was actually and even like yeah. at the end when it's like being edited or when it's like going through sort of the production companies or something and they can butcher it even then yeah. you can get all that yeah. way and she didn't and she got that and it's yeah it's, it's yeah. incredible how i mean ho- hopefully that's how sort of modern society and modern film industry is going to work and you can actually make something like that because I don't think that's something that we could have made 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, very true. But I mean, like, you've got to, like, rate the BBC and HBO for for trusting her because Mm. she's very headstrong, you know, and she's a very, like, um, I'm not going to say intimidating, but she's just very sure about what's right and what's wrong Mm. in a way that I don't think producers or exec producers are used to Mm, hearing. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not used to be told what to do or what's right. They're they're giving you the money, so they think they have the control. Exactly. But it actually takes a lot of courage to be able to say, okay, cool, just do Mm. what you think and hopefully it'll work. And Mm. it did, you know. I hope people are empowered to be able to have decisiveness when they're making work because it's not just about like producers allowing you to do it it's also about people thinking that what they say has value or what they think Absolutely. Have value. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the thing that I think most that's people right. you get to that point of end with anything that you're trying to make or do where all of a sudden you start doubting yeah. if it's going to be good enough if you know anything yeah. like speaking from our experience which is obviously very different but like setting up the gym at that point where we came in here and it was like it was literally a, a basement full of books. And we were mm. like, 
is this a good idea? Do we know what we're doing? Is it going to work? And then yeah. like just having the the conviction to kind of plow through and get on with it is yeah. one of the main things. I think so. And I, I, I think most people who have, especially people who have set up on their own, like you start, like everyone who's ever done it has had to do that. Everyone mm. who's ever done it has had to go through that period of being like, oh, I'm not good enough. Or I like, I think I know what I'm doing, but maybe I don't. And then someone else will be like, no, you don't know what you're doing. Listen to me. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It takes a lot to yeah. kind of actually be like, you know what, I'm going to listen to myself and like run with it. And mm. That's so true. So everyone is riddled with self-doubt and everything mm. they do. Imposter syndrome is so right. And I think in the, in the acting industry it's as well, because it's such a subjective thing, yeah. how you make your way into, like you can go to RADA or whatever, but mm. someone that's never had, never done any acting can get like one of the lead roles in a, Mm. in a big TV show just off the back of how they look or one little audition and mm. it's like mm. having that belief in yourself as an actor must be because I, I mean I, I could, I've grown up with actors and I could never like stepping into audition sounds like my worst nightmare I, I kind of feel like that kind of never really leaves you that imposter syndrome and it probably is a good thing because hopefully it kind of like pushes you to continue like committing to learning and committing to like not only getting better, but at least like not getting worse. Do Absolutely, you know what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because I think as soon as you kind of like start resting on your laurels or yeah. you start believing your own hype, particularly, that's what kills you. I think, and that's the same yeah. in every industry. I think, um, but yeah, particularly something like this because it's it's singular. You know, it's like mm. playing tennis or golf yeah. or whatever. It's like you're on your own in many ways. So a lot of that work that you've got to do, you've got to do solo, or at least you've got to motivate yourself to do that individually. Yeah. And then, you know, work with other people to do it. Um, but yeah, the the self-doubt is is real, but I think it can be used, it can be like, I suppose, transformed to, to motivate you to do mm. better. At least I think like there's it. a crossover with that side of things and then yeah. training and exercise in the sense of like, a lot of people come in and they're like, I don't know anything about trying to train or what I'm doing and they struggle to do everything. And then all of a sudden, like you persevere with it and you start to see that, you can get stronger or you can run further or you can do whatever and it's all like kind of much the same process in a way isn't it yeah like that's something that i hope that we can through part of what we talk about in this show maybe help to like change people's perception about fitness and health and being in a gym that it isn't such a serious thing and it's not Mm. about like i've got to look this way i've got to do that which is obviously is part of what we do and why this place exists but the kind of the counter to that is that it's just a lifestyle of maintaining a healthy body and being ready to do whatever it is you want to do how do you guys kind of like feed that into the work that you do with actors when often there is also kind of like an aesthetic pre- pressure you know you you you've, you've got a scene where you've got to take your top off or you've got a scene where you know, you know you've got to kind of look a certain way yeah how do you marry the two when you guys are training sometimes it's pressure from production isn't it like absolutely they'll say like this person has to look a certain way and you can literally be like it's not realistic and kind of push back a little bit but there are obviously if it's relevant to the role it's more of a thing where it's easier to get on board with Mm. but if it is completely like there's no real reason other than they want it to look a certain way aesthetically then Mm. i think we will be like look we can do what we can do but there's always a health kind of the foundation of what we want to do is always going to be the well-being and the health of that person mm. rather than it being kind of messing with their sort of mental health and, and kind of putting too much pressure on it. Cause that's pretty well documented, I guess in, in your industry is that mm. 
the pressures of being told to look a certain way and everything. But I think we would be quite good at standing firm on that. Mm. Since I've, I've only been doing this, say, 10 years now, and I do think the narrative has changed as to mm. whether the, whether the produ- producers or the people that are making the film are trying to hide the way they're describing what they want out of the character. But I know that early on it was six-packs, getting bigger for guys and getting slimmer as as slim as possible slash athletic for girls. And in the last sort of four or five years, I've done sort of an Irish hitman for that's, that used to be a boxer and now drinks 10 pints of beer in a film called Calm With Horses. And then I did um, a heroin addict in a film called Cherry. And then I did like this big imposing dude. And I think actually the descriptors we get nowadays are actually a lot more precise and about the character led rather than just about mm. that quotation marks, perfect body so mm. that people will look at the screen and think that person's sexy. So I'll buy a pit, buy mm. a ticket mm. kind of thing. Mm. And I definitely, th- I, I can see a change, whether it's just because we're doing better shit now or whether it's because the w- industry is changing a little bit. That's really good. And I think, yeah. That's that's also way more actor friendly because like Absolutely. I feel like the actors are like look we just want something to lead us towards character like yeah. with your your role your this guy is super fit has to run around the streets and whatever so yeah. therefore you being super fit makes you in that character right yeah 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 exactly so you want to feel right for the character but there's a difference between feeling right for the character and like feeling right for you know the marketing shop 100%. or whatever. You're listening to the Before the Lights podcast. Can we talk about how you are the only person I know of, possibly in the whole world, to have um, sprained their ankle sitting down? (laughs) (laughs) I remember Not moving it. Because it baffled me, and I had to really think about it. Is there no confidentiality at all? Look, mate, we can cut this out if you want. We're going to put his insurance up on his next job. He's he's like, knee, his ankle, what else? I heard on a a podcast he gets injured without moving. (laughs) (laughs) It just has to think about it. Can you you run us through how that happened? All right, so I was doing... (laughs) (laughs) So fucking embarrassing. I was doing this... um, I was doing a film with Jesse actually, Jesse Buckley, Jesse Buckley who, yeah. who's, who's another BTL person. Um, and yeah, we were shooting this scene and it was like kind of an int- intense scene, but it was obviously very sedentary. We were like breaking up and we were like shouting at each other, crying, like giving it all of this, you know, and it was one, it was one of those ones where the whole crew were like silent, very intense and uh, whatever. And it was going well. And so the director calls Cart kind of breathe Jesse gets up to like you know go and get some water I get up and then my leg just like buckles <laughs> really what I should do is immediately put some ice on it but I don't want to talk to the medic about it because <laughs> you haven't moved all day exactly they've seen me they've <laughs> been watching me also they get super defensive on film sets because they don't yeah. want to get sued so they'd be like and how did you do it you'd be like well, I didn't really do anything yeah, I just sat there and they're like are you sure you need... Yes. Do you know what I mean? I, mean, I don't want to put happened. this in the incident. But this one, that was me when he was explaining it to me. I, I think you rang or you gave me a voice note and I was like, what? And then like we spoke online and I was just sort of like, so you were sitting and where's the pain? Like it hurts when you do this. And I was thinking like, how, how on earth? How on earth have you managed that? But do you know what? Did I ever tell you what actually happened? Because I, I eventually spoke to Jesse and the director about it, and they said that because we were so into the scene, I was sat like that. So what, your foot was tilted right over. Yeah, yeah, Proper yeah, yeah. inverted ankle. Proper inverted. That is the position, because of, of obviously no one can see this. Yeah, he's yeah. got his foot 
like yeah. if you watch football and someone goes over on their ankle, his foot is in that exact position. All those like videos when um, catwalk models like turn over oh, their ankle on yeah. high heels. It shows how much you like have to give it because it's like when you're playing sport when you don't realize you've twisted your ankle until afterwards. Like you were so tense and so like putting that emotion through your body that you yeah. had no idea until you had to move at the end. A hundred percent, and it and it all gets kind of kind of focused through one bit of your body. Mm. You know, so yeah, it. It, it is just funny because like suddenly you don't realize like how like <laughs> unforgiving the set is because like mm. really you should just be like oh sorry it happened but like it's just the fact because obviously on on the set there's like there's genuinely 50 people all watching you so there's yeah. all these witnesses yeah. <laughs> you know all these witnesses like, did anyone else see him do it no no, no one saw that i can't wait to watch the film and just watch it happen in real time yeah, can, can you, you tell can you, you say to everyone what the film is called so we can all <laughs> if anyone listens to this podcast we could all look out for Papa's ankle slowly twisting yeah. I mean I think it's called Men I think that's the title at the moment people get hurt on these sets and then it's yeah. like right just carry on you well, gotta that, get this done just carry that's, on that's what happens when you shoot out of sequence right you never shoot in chronological yeah, yeah. order so mm. I, I did a thing I, 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 I did a thing called Gangs of London and there's a bit in the final episode where like we're kind of like me me and the main character are running away we're running through this like party and like jumping through these things and going through walls and blah 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 and then there's a bit where I literally like jump off of a building which obviously a stuntman man did but jump off of a building and then run run off into the distance or whatever the first bit we saw was shot was the bit where I ran off into the distance and it was like really cold. It was like maybe like February or whatever. Didn't warm up. And it's <laughs> like you, you you shoot the wide shot and then you shoot the close up and then you shoot the profile or whatever. And like did wide, did the close up. But the actual shot that we needed, there's, it's me running and you just see like my hands. <laughs> I keep on going. So you just see me kind of like limping out of shot. Right? You're like that runner in the Olympics that wants to finish the race. Exactly. Um, and then obviously we had to shoot the rest of it after that. So like, instead of like really kind of like, like action hero, like jumping through like walls, I'm just like limping, dragging one, like one of my legs behind me. And we're supposed to, we're probably supposed to call someone. <laughs> Isn't that our new thing? We're going to ring someone and say, do you want to come on the podcast? They won't answer. We'll leave them a weird voicemail. Who should but, we ring? I mean, Dempsey. Should we ring Joe? The He's problem just... with Dempsey is if he does come on, he will just talk and talk. <laughs> <laughs> He'll tell so many stories. He never answers his phone. No one answers the phone to you, by the way. Yeah, no, I know. It's rude. I don't think Dempsey even has a voicemail. I think he just rings Welcome forever. to the O2 oh, messaging service. The person you are calling is unable to take your call. Please leave your message after the tone. To re-record your message, key hash at any time. Hi, Demps. Hey, mate. It's Dave. Um, We just started recording the podcast. We were going to ring and see if you wanted to come on as well, but no one ever answers when I call them, so... Bye. 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 (laughs) Do we think anyone is going to listen to this? It's been fun. Maybe not. I've enjoyed it regardless. Well... On the off chance that people do, maybe we should, you know, set up some sort of channel of communication with, I'm going to call them our fans. <laughs> Definitely don't have fans. No fans, not fans. not fans. But should you people wish to get in touch with us, it's at Before the Lights UK on Instagram. I listen to podcasts, I've never subscribed yeah. to one, but apparently you're supposed to subscribe to the podcast you listen to. Maybe leave us a little review. Maybe write your most embarrassing gym story in there and we could read it out on there a later episode perfect it'll be like what we're asking our clients you're going to do it as well and then we'll yeah we'll rate them
Shall well, I do the little outro because Pat's got to go soon? Do it. He's really bad at this. Oh, come on. Why do you always put me under so much pressure? Um, so. <laughs> like, oh, God. It's a mess, isn't it? It's a real mess. Anyway. Yo. Uh, thanks, mate. You brought me back in line there. I'd just like to say thank you very much for coming on, Paps. It's been a pleasure. I think um, one of the best guests we've ever had. Yeah. Hey, it's better than saying you're the worst guest I've ever had. Thanks for coming. No, I love. I've had, I've had a great time, man. It's been good. Luck. Thank you, mate. Nice one. See Thanks, you later, Papa. Man. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.